0: Well, uh, I'm going to just get right in it. Are you ready? You Are ready? I am ready. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord has really been speaking to me and showing me a lot of dreams, some amazing dreams that I believe, uh, dreams where we have to stop and pray, right, Pastor Robert? I told Pastor Robert, the Lord showed me this and this, and the Lord showed me this chemical, let's pray against this, you know, and and just different things, and, and, and then you'll, you'll, you'll watch, you'll find uh, this, this uh, uh, revealing, you know, the confirmation, and so it's so clear, you know, God uh, woke me up with scripture, and I went there, I was like, oh, okay, and, and so this is what I want you to enter into, a relationship with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, to where he can tell you things that he needs prayed for. Because as intercessors, we stand in the gap. <laughs> we stand in the gap. Hello, it's not working. It, it is the ringer's off still. So we, we, as intercessors, we stand in the gap. The gap is, a, is, is that place that separates man from God. You know, they're, they're battling something in their life. They need to come to God, get total healing. They're battling something. They need to come to God. And see, and we're in the, in the gap battling, making, making that battle for them. And so I, I was, uh, I, I'd heard a, an, an old sermon a long time ago where someone said, ask the Holy Spirit to be your friend. I said, you know what that? Because she, she was a, a, a saying, as a preacher lady, she was saying, he wants to be our friend. And I said, yes, Holy Spirit, I want you to be my friend. And so I formally said, Jesus, be my friend. Lead me, guide me in everything. What to eat, what to do, what not to do. Because I'm a stickler on, on getting my list done. I have lots of lists, especially housekeeping, because I have a goal. A place for everything and everything in its place. Boy, that's that's not easy. <laughs> but you know, and so I started finding myself working on my goal, and I said, you know, Holy Spirit, it's just so overwhelming. I need you to help me. And so He said, put that on the shelf, and just spend time with me. And um, I've been doing that since the beginning of the year. Yeah. You know, I've uh, turned a leaf because you know, as pastors, you get ministers get very busy, and and then we can also uh, be very careful because we start being so concerned for the flock, and we get so involved in the flock, we forget to minister to us here. And so I want you to uh, to um, to uh, go back to 1 Corinthians 15. We are going to we are going to. I mean, I'm going to review what we started last Sunday giving you some highlights about keeping in memory, like Paul said, keep in memory those 40 days that Jesus appeared um, to 500 people yes. after he resurrected. Yes. And today uh, I, I heard um, uh, uh, the oh, oh, Emmaus walk, a real good sermon. That This was so, so nice that... Um, it talked about how Jesus was just fellowshiping and talking and opening their eyes at the very end, and and we should have a, a walk of, of Emmaus all the time, and uh, you know there actually was I, I remember back in the times with, um, uh, you know my brother-in-law Billy and my sister-in-law Josie uh, had a church there was a couple that there that I don't know what kind of denomination they came from. Um, I think, I want to say Methodist, but I'm not sure. And they said that they were going on a three-day walk of Emmaus. And so, uh, and so that was, uh, it, it sparked my curiosity. So I started studying the walk of Emmaus. And it was like a time just to reflect on the Lord and what he did for us. And they said that they, they came back so changed. I mean, there was a glow on their faces. And they said that they, they just cried at the feet of Jesus, and they just uh, just totally absorbed themselves in, in, in the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. And, and, uh, and you know what, that's a good thing, you know, to, um, I don't know, a church put it out, maybe they, they had a three-day camp out, and just as on a walk of Emmaus, so that Jesus can open their eyes to some things. Amen. Well, Lord, let us open our eyes today. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, Paul said, um, uh, verse 1, Brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which you have received and which you stand. Through it, you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. So you're saved if you keep in mem-marie. We know that mem means 40, that value of the letter. And, and so he is saying in other translations, I think the King James says, if you hold fast or hold firm to what, what has been preached to you, you keep in memory and hold it fast, hold firm on the gospel. On what Jesus was preaching to you when he was here on the earth. See, Paul came after Jesus. Paul was born again after Jesus came and was resurrected. And later on, he had the Saul to Paul miracle. (laughs) He was a persecutor of Christians. And then Jesus appeared to him. And he became born again with a powerful manifestation from God. You know, people can be born again that way also. Hallelujah and became one of the mightiest apostles uh, of of the New Testament. And so 40 days after Jesus' ascension, he was uh, talking and teaching and preaching, probably doing miracles, to certain people, ordained people, that he he was to be in contact with. 500 of them. And so, uh, which it says uh, in the same chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, in verse uh, 6. And so after these 40 days, something great was about to happen, and Jesus saying, Wait for the Holy Spirit, wait for the Holy Spirit. And so he went up to be with the Lord, and, and, and so that as they waited, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, and the mightily powerful move Ooh. of God happened to where it fell upon all of them like tongues of fire. In some, uh, uh, like when Jesus was baptized in water, the Holy Spirit was described as a, a dove, you know, just a fluttering. That's the best way they could describe it. And and, and, uh, and in in on the day of Pentecost in the upper room, it fell like like closed tongues of fire. They they couldn't describe it. It's a fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, It reminds me of another dream when I was talking about that scar spark. I had a dream where I was passing a by, and, and as I passed, you know, I guess the fire of the spirit sparked on, on someone that was so involved in video games, involved in video games. I said, "Don't you know that that fire is going to burn you?" And, and he's like, "I don't care. I don't care. i got to finish this game." And I was like, "Okay, Jesus, another thing to pray about. <laughs> another thing to pray about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're in 2020. Remember, I preached about 2020 vision. Change is coming. Little did I know, or we all know, what kind of changes. But we'll never, we're on a pathway that will never be the same. We're on a pathway of, of, of experiences in life that we've never experienced before. I've never been uh, required to wear a mask and gloves before or to be counted your number 89 going in the store, or you got to wait here, you know? <laughs> you know? I've never experienced these kind of things. Even our children, our grandchildren, are experiencing being in the house for a long time. <laughs> and they can't go to the park and play on the swings. Thank God they have swings at home. And my, my little... um. My little Lily, uh, uh, she's, oh, she just loves playing with all her stuff, and she's got dogs and a kitty cat, and she's happy. And Judah, he gets to go outside, and, and uh, Jennifer's teaching Judah how to be a farmer, you know. <laughs> he's playing with the water, playing with the rake and all that. He's, he's just so happy. And so it's a wonderful time, if you it's all in perspective. Perspective means how you see things. How do you look at that? Is a glass half empty? Or is a glass half full? <laughs> and so we, uh, we mold our lives with what Jesus tells us, yes. prepares us, yes. teaches us, yes. and, and, and uh, shows us how to walk in this era, E-R-A. We're in a new era. We are yes. in a new era. I know Great Awakenings happened in the 1800s up to 1910. And guess what happened in 1910? 1910, a great cholera outbreak happened, but the people of God had all those years to prepare and develop for when, if that cholera came, they should have had so much faith built up in them, and, and, and believing in healing, they saw miracles and dead come back to life. That the, the cholera that happened in 1910, I believe it was, uh, uh, now they talk about having their home safe place. They had to Uh, Struggle with this for one year. Can you imagine being locked up in one year? (laughs) Can't go nowhere, social distancing, one year. I mean, when that was over, I can imagine the great parties and uh, family gatherings that happened. But see, in every era, something happens for a reason. God prepares you with the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can handle it. I don't know about you, but I'm not bored. I have so much to do with So much to do. (laughs) I have, uh, how long have we been married? 42 years? I think 42. I have 42 years of stuff that needs to be cleaned in my house, you know, weeded out. We don't need this anymore. I mean, boxes and boxes and, you know, a whole upstairs full. So I'm not bored. And the other part of my life is in the Word. So hallelujah. I'm having a good time. I miss my grandkids, but nevertheless, I'm having a good time with Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus presented himself alive for 40 days before something miraculous was about to happen. So 40 means, and we're going to review that. Oh, let me go back to 2020. 2020, perfect vision, focus. There's something that he wants us to focus on. He wants us to focus on him and how to pray, what to do, what not to do, because of this Virus that has come that we didn't know was going to come in our own cities, hallelujah. And so, 2020. If you do 20 plus 20 equals 40, 40. That that means change. So, 2020 means change. Hallelujah. But while it means change, it also means uh, manifested power. Hallelujah. So we are about to see the manifested power of God. What do you mean by manifested? Manifested power, it's like, like I can see an angel, and I can say, oh, there's an angel there, uh, but you can't see it. It's like there's nothing there, you know, but it's manifested to me. Or, uh, or you can feel, or like say, you can feel a manifested Uh, uh, anointing of healing like maybe had a real bad headache and then all of a sudden it just stopped it's just not there anymore these are manifested power but they're going to get greater we're just uh, I mean we haven't even entered the threshold of it yet because we're going to see the blind eye see we're going to see the dead raise up how many people even the older people have risen up from the coronavirus they didn't follow the statistics of everyone else because we serve a greater God than coronavirus. Coronavirus is under our feet. And, you know, we still have to use wisdom. And we still have to be, have, be obedience to the authority and not be uh, foolish. Like the, the foolish vir- virgins that didn't have enough oil. Uh, and, and, the, and, and Jesus came. So we had to be prepared full of oil for times like this. Hallelujah. And so, so after his ascension... You know, that was 40 days. Now, everybody has a different meaning uh, of the timing of 40. And so we know that uh, uh, before I get there into that, let me just go over 40 means for those that that maybe haven't seen part one of this 40 means change, a new beginning, the concept of renewal, renewal, reset. Remember we said that? A period of testing. Your patience is being tested right now. A trial, a period, a trial period. Uh, A probationary period. Renew. God is renewing some things in our life. As a matter of fact, you know, he's bringing families close together. I just love how how, uh, Sophia and Claire says, Grandma, I am so happy that we're all staying at home. We, we, we haven't put uh, uh, the video games on. We haven't even looked at our tablets, and, and we go fishing, and we go outside, and we're all together. I mean, the, the kid, can you imagine all the kids, how happy they are with that? It's a reset time. But also, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Even the atmosphere. Did, did anybody see that double rainbow yesterday? Was it yesterday? so beautiful. It's the second time we see the rainbow. It's just God telling us everything's going to be okay. If you trust in me, you trust in me. It was a scary thing for Noah to have the entire globe flooded with water, which incidentally, it was 40 days and 40 nights. God was purifying the earth. It means cleansing. The value of the letter 40 is mem, M-E-M. Where we got here in the scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, keep to keep in memory, memory, and so we know the spiritual bath means a renewal. It takes 40 measures of water for that spiritual bath, and it, it also 40 means a struggle of faith, trial of faith, like the waves of the sea. Are you going to go with the waves of the sea and complain like everybody else is complaining? Or are you going to be double-mindedness? Or are you going to be set firm on the Word of God? We are going somewhere. We are going somewhere in the Spirit. And, you know, actually, uh, another wonderful time of reset, it, it, it's, it's like a recess time, a, a, a pause time, remember, the pause moment? This is a pause, sila, pause, and think about your life. Think about your future. Think about eternity, Pause and think about some things. And meanwhile, the earth is pausing. Did anybody see how the city of L.A. skyline was clear for the first time at that um, observatory? There were someone standing up there, a reporter was saying, look, you can see the city downtown. You can see the trees. You can see the mountains, You, you know, because there's no cars on the highway. You know, uh, the oceans are cleared. The horizon, you could see far. You know, the waters are being cleaned. Uh, you know, the, the smogs are, are, are going away. The earth is being cleansed. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, you know, I believe God is pleased with that. Uh, that that it, it's a, a very unusual time to see our streets empty. It's very unusual. But, you know, God takes, he takes our life. And he fixes it. He molds us. You know, uh, he's the potter. We're the clay. He's molding us. And, and if he says, they're not doing church right. They're not living right. Let's just the devil's like, ha, 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 ha. And he's like, aha. The God always turns for good what the devil means for bad. And so he's like, I'm going to fix this church. I'm going to clean my church. I'm going to fix the people. I'm going to get them. Off of their minds on wealth and me and my four and no more and and, and so and, and so charitable contributions and people checking on their neighbors that ha- that happens. There's a wonderful app you'd probably like it. I think I sent it to you. Uh, uh, Christ over over with the oversign Corona. It's in the Bible app, the YouVersion app. It's very interesting. It's real short, but it's it's uh, telling you the realities. You like check on your neighbors, you know um you know, be with the kids, read more and just just real simple Christ over corona and so we know um we know uh what forty means and uh and pastor robert i'm going to um give you uh, uh something that he was sent to him it was so so uh, interesting because um it talked about how we counted. That the Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost was surely come. We know they were baptized, the Holy Spirit, Acts 2, 1. Uh, there were, after the resurrection, usually the seventh Sunday after Easter was when uh, the day of Pentecost is celebrated. And the Jews celebrate 50 days. Incidentally, the Jews, very specifically, I looked that up, uh, Pentecost means 50 uh, That The 50th day after Passover, counting the second day after the feast. And so they have feasts that go on for a long time. So they count it two days after Passover. Uh, Some people count from Passover, you know, 40 days uh, to Pentecost. And some people, well, like what we did is we counted after Resurrection Day and, you know, uh, 40 days. And that ended up being um, May 30th. May thirty first, those forty days, and so and Pastor Robert uh, uh, was, was uh, he sent me another another date here when um, the the date that we all went to um, to lockdown so to speak. It says the official lockdown started March twenty third, and will exactly end May first. That is exactly forty days. So there's different counts. Countdowns to forty days. I like to follow the Bible, what Jesus, you know, went through. Um, you know, when he was uh, taken up, and then the, the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit, uh, the outpouring, the awakening happened. You know, I like I like to count that, but that doesn't mean um, that, that it's actually actually going to happen. It could be um, a lot of precursors of the awakening happening. You know, May first could be another. Uh, type of precursor to a great awakening happen. It it could be a. a they they all are still. Nevertheless, are all saying the same thing about something is going to happen on um, these 40, 40 days. Hallelujah, and and so we know that we know. See, God always tol- tells us things to come. Amen. And so, uh, I want to share with you uh, about. Jesus being the high priest of our confession of faith. During this time, we have to get busy doing some things. I love how Pastor Robert was talking about praying, praying uh, over some things. There's a lot of things we've got to pray about. And, uh, and one of those things is uh, praying about no second wave. They're saying there's a second wave because uh, uh, people get uh, impatient. They get too anxious, and they want to like, uh, I'll stay away from people or... It's, you know, you actually hear people say, "Oh, ain't nothing gonna happen," and they, you know, they're just spewing out their terms everywhere. <laughs> you know, and they're just, they're just, uh, you know, their private rebellions, and they don't want to listen to wisdom. You know, wisdom speaks, and wisdom knocks on the door. But they pe- people are people, and they don't want to listen. And so, because of that, I think they're predicting a second wave. But God. Uh, You know, I was telling my daughter, let's pray for these people to get wisdom and understanding and walk in it. See, prayer changes things. But I want to show you something, and let's go to Micah. Micah is a small little book in the Minor Prophets. If If you go to Matthew and go backwards, go backwards, you know, Malachi, Zechariah, Zephaniah. Okay, Micah you go backwards, Micah chapter 2, this is a word of the Lord. And I looked this up in another version. I like the way the Good News Bible had it, had it said that night. Okay. It says, uh, if you look at Micah chapter 2, verse 13, it says, He who breaks through, it's talking about the restoration of Israel. So we're applying it to us because we need a restoration. <laughs> he who breaks through has gone up before them, and they will break through and pass the gate and go out by it. Then their king will pass on before them the Lord at their head. So he's talking about the, um, well, let's go to verse 12 so we can put it all together. I will indeed assemble Jacob, all of you. I will indeed gather the remnant of Israel. I will place them together like sheep in a fold, like a herd in its pasture. So they're all together, right? You know, kind of locked in, right? Thronging with the people. He who breaks through has gone up before them and they will break through and pass the gate and go on out by it. Does it make more sense? Then their king will pass on before them the Lord at their head. And look at The Good News Bible, it says, God will open the way for them and lead them out of exile. They will break out of the city gates and go free. Their king, the Lord himself, will lead them out. So we will break out of this homebound time, you know, the safe place. We will break out of it. You know, the Lord will see to it because the Lord is at our head. The Lord is our leader. And so it, it's, it's so wonderful how the Lord is, is, is already beginning to give us words of hope. But, but every good thing that we have, we have to battle for it. We have to battle for it. The... Uh, Another translation, is like uh, it's, we have to, our breakthrough is like it's going to burst, but like a pressure. Pressure. Have you ever seen anything like on TV, something's about to explode and it's, it's, it's moving like this, it's going to explode, it's going to explode, and then it bursts with pressure, which means our breaking forth, out of the stay-at-home-in-place is not going to be a smooth transition. We're going to break forth with pressure, and that pressure is going to burst. And that, that means that we have to pray it through because the birthing force, the uh, uh, breaking forth, yeah, birthing, thank you, Holy Spirit, it's going to be like a birthing, you know, Bursting forth because we're going to come out of our homes washed and purged, purged, clean. Hallelujah. We're going to come out of our homes with the Holy Ghost and fire. Yes. Just like the second chapter of Acts. We're going to come out of our homes ready to handle the harvest out there. Yes. So in tune with the spirit. Yes. Discerning of spirits. Hallelujah. Words of Wisdom. Words of knowledge, yes. dreams and visions. Why? Because we have taken this pause a moment as a time to get closer to God, to study his word, take apart uh, meanings and root words and, and expositories and, and learn what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, taking time to to just be quiet before the Lord, to hear his voice and his leading. So this pressure... This uh, is not a smooth transition because of our flesh. We are fighting within ourselves like, you know, oh, I got to get some fresh air. And, oh, you know, you know it's the flesh, the flesh. Uh, Lord told me to fast the other day because of the flesh. And I said, yes, Lord, I need focus. <laughs> and, and, and I got back on track uh, because there's so many, you know, so many avenues that your mind can take you with, you know, so many choices and not one good choice. I, I hate when somebody gives me, well, choose this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, oh, I'm not good at that. I took, I took a decorating lessons so when I was really, really young. Home interior, um, uh, I forgot the name of it, but um, they made pillows and curtains to match and paintings on the wall. I'm just a whole thing. And it's like, I like this. Oh, but I like that. Oh, but this color's so much mon- Oh, I let, I, and you know what? I had to get out of that business. I actually decorated a, a doctor's office and some other things. And I had to get out because I had too many choices. See, too many voices can give you wrong choices. You know, I know there's a lot of prophetical words out there, like Pastor Rob says, be careful to hear you know one or, or something that just really clicks with what the Spirit is telling you. because everybody has um, a different outlook or a different flavor uh, on 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 their um, hearing and seeing in, of the Word of God or in the spirit, so to speak. It's all one, but we can't go on everybody's because it's just uh, it's, it'll get confusing. And so I had to focus on what the Lord is telling. Uh, me. And so this is the pressure that we are going through. Remember, keep in memory. That's the solid foundation. Keep in memory what the Lord did. He said, prepare, you know, something about, something's going to happen after the 40th day, on the day of Pentecost. And so here we know that, uh, uh, let, let's just go through Jesus, our priest, our high priest. We know that we have to make the confession. We're going to Hebrews 3, verse 1. We have to do something with our time. We know we have to get, get prepared. And we know we have to keep in memory what Jesus did. And so in... Uh, oh, I'm in the wrong book. I'm in Matthew. Hebrews 3. And, and it talks about uh, Jesus being our high priest. And so we know that we have to pray, we know that we have to intercede, we know we have to prepare ourselves, so that means we have to make confessions of faith. Okay, let's, uh, let, let's go to, to read Hebrews 3, 1. Therefore, holy brothers, partakers in a heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Jesus Christ. He is our profession of faith. He is our profession. He's, it's also confession. We confess what he says. We have to consider and share in that anointing of Jesus Christ. We share in the anointing of him being that apostle and high priest. So we know that in the spirit, he went to the Holy of Holies. We didn't have to go to the tabernacle uh, or, and give our sacrifices to the priest so the priest can go into the Holy of Holies and make atonement for us. He, the veil was cut in two at the time that he gave up the ghost. He gave up his life. And so that made us, it enabled us to go into the Holy of Holies. Now I can go to the Holy of Holies Now, I can uh, uh, pray to him without going through a priest. And so we consider that. He is our apostle, sets things in order. He is our high priest. So we need to consider him. Now, let's look at another uh, scripture, verse chapter 4. Just go over. There's a lot of uh, scriptures of him being our high priest. It's so beautiful. Uh, But for the sake of time, let's go to 414. It says, since then, we have a great high priest who has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let who? Us hold firmly to whose confession? Our confession. Let us hold firmly to our confession. Everybody point out your mouth. Our confession, confession. not their confession or the apostle's confession or, you know, our confession. Confession. For we do not have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses. He does. He's a high priest, but he also sympathizes with your weakness, that pressure that you're under. You want to get out the house. He, He can sympathize with that. But he's one who was in every sense tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us then come with confidence to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So we can boldly come to the throne room. We got Jesus on the right hand of the Father ever making intercession for us. He is there, hallelujah. It, it, it's, uh, we go over again to uh, another page to chapter 6 and verse 19. We have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Our soul being our mind, our will, and our emotions, who, which enters into the inner place behind the veil. This is where Jesus has entered for us as a forerunner since he has become the everlasting high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. So we know that he is at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. When he left here, when he left, uh, we, he made the ascension, he went to sit at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us for us. Hallelujah. And so we know that we have him on our side. So it's saying here to hold fast to our confession. So that means we're going to have to confess. Now confession or confess means homologio. That's a, the uh, uh, the Greek translation, homologio, which means "Speak the same thing." Yes, so here we are, brethren. we are waiting just like, just like uh, uh, on the day of Pentecost, they were awaiting the Holy Spirit. Here we are now in this era, yes. we're waiting on this awakening to burst forth. Yes, so we all have to speak the same thing. Yes. We have to be careful not to uh, follow what the news says. Because I know I can say, like, I can't believe these people are going out there without their masks. You know, know, I had to bite my tongue. Like, okay, Lord Jesus, I know. And Jesus is saying, that's irrelevant. Yes, sir. (laughs) That's irrelevant. We have to be careful not to agree with the things on the news. And we have to agree not to repeat what they say on the news. Because he is our high priest of the confession of our faith, of our words. Our words, hallelujah. Got to hold firmly to that, to the good words. Well, I pray that that uh, these people use wisdom, you know, to turn it around, turn it around. And we got to say the same thing. Now, uh, that that homologio comes, the root word is lego, like the lego building blocks is lego. And lego means speak in agreement with. Speak in agreement with the Lego blocks, they're in agreement with each other because they interlock. You know, we speak the same thing and we got to speak in agreement with. So, our confession, we hold firmly to that. Our high priest is taking that confession that you said. That's why you have to be careful. And, and we, as a body of Christ, we all have to say the same thing because Jesus, a high priest, is taking it to God our Father. He's making intercession for us. Remember that gap? He's making intercession. He's getting rid of all that so that you and the Father can, can be one. Hallelujah. Intercession. That's what praying and interceding is all about. So we have to, and when you say the same thing, just like they were in, in, well, let's just go there. Hallelujah. And in Acts 2, we keep uh, talking about, let's just go there. Acts 2, uh, verse 1, on the day of Pentecost had come, they're all gathered together in one place. They're all together. Yes. So they have to be thinking the same thing because Jesus told them to wait. wait. Uh-huh. So suddenly like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and they filled the whole house where they were sitting. And it appeared to them tongues of fire being distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Now, this this never happened before. Think about that. What's going to happen at the end of the 40 days? Something that's never happened before. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, right before that, I love how... It says uh, uh, before the second chapter of Acts in 1 verse 14, it says they continued uh, while they all went to go wait in the upper room. It says these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. There's that confession saying the same thing. They were all with one accord in prayer and supplication with, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So they're all in one accord, in one agreement. Speak in agreement, in agreement with Lego. Homeo-Lego, Logo. homeo logeo, and then Lego. And so here we need to speak against this second wave. And we're going to go to the scripture, but I want to show you something. In 1910, the cholera... Out, uh, was outbroken. It was an outbreak of cholera. Right. It was killing a lot of people, just like coronavirus and the flu. Uh, but in the 1880s, I believe it was 18, in the 1880s all the way to 1910, was great awakenings in, in, in Europe and all over the world. And just, you know, e- even in, in here. And the, um, the cholera... Had to keep people aware of that sickness and and in wisdom for one full year until it was overcome. So the people they were all a part of that awakening, they had to be used as ministers because of the same year, I think that was the year it ended because it's cholera, and so that we, we awaited, and then another great awakening happened in the 50s. And so they had to be that you're not probably not going to read it in your history books but they had to be the ones that laid hands on the sick and they recovered they had to be the ones that were were brave out there they had to be the ones to pray it out because in 1918 there was a pandemic um, i looked at it and i closed my phone uh that lasted for two years so here Uh, We see eight years later, something else came and happened. And so what happened to all the people for the awakening that ended in 1910? Because in 1918, we needed all of those intercessor prayer warriors because this pandemic lasted for two years. And so we need to pray against a second wave because God... God wants to get something done with the body of Christ, but he has to get humanity in a place to where they they'll listen right. and not spend their time on video games. And so let's go to Nahum 1 9. If we go back to Micah where we were, I believe it's the very next book is Nahum. And this is a special for me because the Lord gave me this scripture that affliction will not come, uh, the cancer affliction will not come upon me a second time. It will not rise up a second time. But let's look at this and as uh, in chapter 8 and 9. And here it's applied uh, with a different context here, all meaning the same thing. Nahum chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. And I am going to uh, look at the Good News Bible, what it says here. I might be wrong. No, New American Standard, excuse me. I'm going to read this to you, New American Standard also. Okay, verse 8, and this is a modern English version. As a flood runneth forth, he will bring an end to the distress, and he will pursue his adversaries into darkness. You know, that coronavirus is a a demon with a lot of cohorts, between a lot of demon spirits. And so he's going to pursue those into the darkness where it came from. So like a flood running forth, you know, have you ever seen a flood running forth, rushing? It's amazing, that flood just running forth. Like that pressure of a flood, he will bring an end to the distress. No more distress. And he will pursue his adversaries into darkness. Verse 9. Why do you scheme against the Lord? He will bring it to an end. It will not rise up a second time. So you have a scripture that you can shout at the television. And the news reports that says we're ready for the second wave. We have the, we have all the equipment now. We have the beds. We have the space. Uh, we have the mass. You know, we look at that, and how do we answer back? What's our confession? Yes. Ye will bring it to an end. It will not rise up a second time. Hallelujah. So these scriptures, you have to and, and speak it out of our mouths. Yes. Because Jesus is taken, that He's our High Priest, and He's taken into the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Simply, you don't have to do anything but speak His Word. He's always making intercession for you, and He's waiting on those words of the Bible. And so, he another version uh, says it's a uh, it's awesome. Hallelujah. This is American Standard Version. It says in verse... uh, Well, I'll just start at 8. But with an overrunning flood, he will make a full end of her place and will pursue his enemies into darkness. Why do you devise against Jehovah? He will make a full end. Affliction shall not rise up the second time. And so... He's bringing it to an end. If your Bible has "in," circle in. If your Bible says it will not, circle not. It will not rise up a second time. And if yours doesn't, it just says it will bring to an end. Write down affliction on your side. He will bring this affliction to an end. And it will not have a second wave. So to this second wave, we say, no, it is written. Nahum 1.9 says, affliction will not rise up a second time. Amen. Amen. Y'all shouting out there in cyberspace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we have to make that confession. We know the Romans 10.17 says this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. You give more faith when you hear your mouth speaking the word of God. Yes, it's good for you to speak it out, that your flesh and blood is speaking it out. Yes, so I'll say this, faith comes by hearing the word spoken by your own mouth. Yes, I you. <laughs> yes. And so I, I want to give you uh, an example of um, the difference between Speaking and praying the word. I never knew what it was like. Of course, I was raised Catholic, and then my uh, my aunt um, uh, introduced me to the Baptist church, and she took me to a lot of Baptist functions. I learned so much with the Baptists. And uh, then my grandmother got saved into a Pentecostal uh, church. And so I had uh, a lot of... Of each, well, Catholic Baptist, and Pentecostal, <laughs> Hallelujah, and so, <coughs> excuse me, and so I, I didn't know what it was like to pray the Word of God. I know that you have prayers and supplications, and I was thinking that it's your own mind, whatever's in your mind, you pray it. <laughs> I need this. I need that. Help me. Bless me. Bless my food. Uh, you know, forgive me for my sin. You know, and and but. <laughs> when I got um born again through um uh a word of faith church and then uh later on we went to we got married and went to a Lakewood church, I learned John Osteen wrote a book called Confessions. Again that word, I didn't realize that. Confessions of a Baptist Preacher. It's about his his the word praying the word. I never heard of such a thing, praying the word. And I said, Oh pray. Wow, um, my eyes were open. I just felt so powerful and things were happening when I prayed the word. Things happened like this, praying the word. By the way, pastor found a copy and it was $250 for that copy, right? More than 250. Oh, it's sold on Amazon. We have one somewhere. It's probably in our attic. i <laughs> bring it back to it at all. Hallelujah. And so, um, and so, I learned that there is power in praying the word. And I know we're going a little bit, You know, I have to take time for this. I only have two more scriptures. Uh, this testimony, I believe uh, if you follow Pastor Nancy Dufresne, she was speaking of it, about a, a, um, a pilot that was flying a plane. He was carrying five people, uh, the minister and the minister's family. And uh, how, for those of you that didn't hear it, he told them the plane is going down, get ready, y'all pray. And so they're all praying, Oh, They, He said they were praying in tongues so fervently, but he was praying the scripture, the word of God. You know, you set your angels round about me, you know, uh, the angels are guarding me in all my ways, you know, lest we dash our foot against the stone. And he just started speaking the word of God in prayer, the co pilot. Copilot co-pilot was speaking that, the word of God. And he said the plane crashed. He survived. Everybody died except him. So that tells me there's a place for praying in tongues. And when there's a time of emergency, you pray, let your confession of faith be the word of God so that Jesus can, our high priest, and take that. It reminds me when we when we sensed in our spirit a word of knowledge that uh, our son was going to have a, a motorcycle crash. The first thing we did, we says, uh, uh, "I'll not be afraid of evil tidings. I'll not be of evil. T- not be afraid of evil tidings, Lord." And and we just started just speaking the word. We started just speaking. You send your angels guard over us and in in all our ways. And you we send the angels out to Jason and and, and you know immediately that word came up. So tongues is good. There's a lot of reasons for tongues. We praise God in tongues. We sing in tongues. And sometimes we, uh, like sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm preaching and I'll just say something in tongues or I'm praying so that the spirit can lead me a certain direction. So it has this purpose. It empowers you to preach the gospel. Judea and Samaria and all, you know, throughout all the earth, right? That's the Holy Spirit that, you know, had uh, commanded the disciples to take the word out. You're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. His presence is here. Amen. Thank you, Father. Whew. Hallelujah. So the pattern of the Lord's Prayer, he says, uh, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a good prayer, uh, uh, you know, for, for, for this country concerning this virus. Yes. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Christ is over the coronavirus. He's overcome that on the cross. And we have to pray it through by the confession of our own mouths. Yes. Let's look very quickly to... Uh, real quickly, uh, first Psalms 141.2, write that down, and then we're going to hold our finger in that, and then we're going to go to Revelation 5.8. S- Psalm one forty one two. this is David. Glory to God. David is praying here. He's saying, uh, Psalms 141, one and 2 says, one, Lord, I cry unto you, make haste to me, give ear to my voice when I cry unto you let my prayer be set forth before you as incense and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So his prayer or our prayers are lifted up to him as incense. Have you ever seen how incense lights up? You in the 70s, (laughs) the times of the black light and all that you know, you'd like that incense. (laughs) Well, you know, incense, it, it, it rises up that the fragrance. Okay. Now quickly, let's go to, um, revelation five, eight. Hallelujah. So revelation five verse eight, it says here, Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. These are are supernatural uh, creatures. And the twenty-four elders fell down before the, the Lamb, each one having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are what? The prayers of the saints. So, Those prayers, like David said, go up like incense. They're they're filling up these golden bowls of the prayers of the saints. So when we pray and we're taking our confession of faith, our confession, we're professing these words, praying the same thing in agreement, uh, Nahum 1, 8 and 9, and Micah 2.13, we are praying that, that, that this coronavirus is ending, that there is no, uh, I know, I know that I know that I know that it's ending. It's not going to be one or two years. I'm, you know, quickly. That it will not have a second wave. So those golden prayers are full of incense. They're full of our prayers. Those golden bowls, rather. Those golden bowls are full of our prayers. And so we're going to pray that right now. We're going to pray that as we get ready to go. That Keep in memory all of this. 40 days. Keep in memory what he is preparing you. If you have a journal, you'll be writing this down. In 2020, uh, uh, there was a virus uh, that hit my city. You know, some other cities started in 2019, but in 2020, it hit Oklahoma City, Texas, other places... But then at that time, we were entering into a new era, and the saints prayed, and then at the end of 40 days, uh, on the day of Pentecost, something wonderful happened, and a great awakening happened, and all of a sudden, people were walking up in the hospital beds, and, and people were, were coming into the churches, because now churches are are, are are able to have people, and the churches are being filled, and Bible studies are being filled. People are saying, I want Sunday school, What? what can I come? earlier for Sunday school. Hallelujah. People are going to say, well, um, do you have another service? Uh, well, there's not enough for daytime. you had to come at nighttime for nighttime service. And we're going to just have so many services, worshiping the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings. And we're going to see a massive harvest of souls. We're going to see people delivered from demons. All those incantations will be broken. The demons are going to have to run. And, they, and all those that are sick, they're going to be healed those in wheelchairs we're going to have to uh, order extra trash service to pick up wheelchairs <laughs> the big old forklift things to pick up all the 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 the, the dump truck amen to pick up wheelchairs and and braces and all this stuff I believe it yes. I understand when Catherine Kuhlman says I believe in miracles hallelujah And there may have to be a fire tunnel. That means for everybody, you know, all the ministers lay hands. But there's going to be a different kind of fire tunnel. There's going to be the layman, all the ministers of help, laying hands on all those sick people outside. Laying hands on that one, that one. Lined up out there, down the stairs, down the sidewalk, into the parking lot. You know, you guys are going to get busy. This is a special time for you. That's why I, I always say, forget about the titles. You know, we're going to be doing uh, all the ministry of reconciliation and ministry of helps. We're, we're going to be doing all that. We're going to be so busy doing the works yes. of the Lord, the mighty works yes. of the Lord, the mighty works of God. Hallelujah. The day of Pentecost, the awakening, the outpouring, proclaiming the mighty works of God. We're going to see the kid, my grandkids, all of them, we're going to see them lay hands on the sick. We're going to see them uh, prophesy. They're going to say uh, a, a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. Are you hurting in your stomach? Well, how did you know that? Let's pray. Grandma, come let's pray. Pop up. Come lay hands. Uh, is your head hurting? Hey, you got a crooked finger. Let's straighten it out. You know, I believe that. Because the Bible says that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We'll keep in memory these 40 days. Father, we got about 30-something more to go. Father God, let it be the best days of our lives. The best days of the sila moment that we may not see again. Because we'll be so busy doing your work. Father, teach us. Show us reveal to us these uh, these dreams that we don't understand reveal them to us let us all have journals on our bedside let us all have notebooks uh, jotting down the dreams and visions that God's showing us the scriptures that he's telling us let us keep a log father god And we command this coronavirus, get ready to just get out of the hospitals. Even if you're manifesting there right now, you get out now. We speak life to those lungs in Jesus' name. You will not come a second way. We declare it together in unison. We declare that there will be no second wave of this virus in Jesus' name. For it is written in Nahum one eight and nine. Yes. It is written in Micah two thirteen that we will burst forth out out of this uh, lockdown. We'll burst forth like a pressure, and we'll understand when there's things we need to battle through. Prayers we need to pray for our president and our governors and our health officials. We make the battle in the heavens, in the heavenlies, because we know that Jesus is our high priest. Oh, I praise you, Father God. Oh, take our prayers now in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, we pray, Lord, that you enlighten our eyes to understanding, Father God. So we may know what the hope of our calling is. We have callings, Father God. Mm, There's some people that, that, that can sing. You don't have to carry a tune, but you sure can sing. I see you going to the hospital rooms when they allow you to with your mass, and you're going to sing songs of deliverance to the sick. Songs of deliverance to those that are in hospital beds. And then those that may be shut in, sing songs of deliverance to them. It doesn't matter if you're a singer or not, you can sing or not sing, but the Holy Spirit will take those songs of deliverance. And I see Uh, Those that are listening with the anointing of God, just cry out to the Lord because they're sensing the anointing of God. Father, I pray, Lord, for those uh, that are willing to do something but are intimidated or shy or, or for fear reasons. They can't be bold to go and ask people if they want healing or as people, if they want to make Jesus the Lord of their life, I pray boldness on the body of Christ. That during this pause time, they become bolder as they, they, they dive into the word of God. As they, as they go and they, they read chapter after chapter after chapter, they, they get their, their questions answered. And, and Father God, I pray, Lord, for a mighty anointing on the body of Christ at this time. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, for this reset time. Oh, let us, let us take advantage of this time. Let us redeem the time because the days are evil, and surely they're evil out there. If you have to watch the news just to get one or two things and cut it off, that'll give you direction on what to pray for. Yes. Father, I thank you, dear Jesus, Father God, that you are turning this economy around. Every tither that has tithe, the devil will not... Devour your fruit before it's time. We have a hope. And everyone that has given above the tithe and offerings, Father, that they will have an overflow, an overabundance of funds in their bank accounts. Reserve funds, even. Because they gave, according to your word, a full 10% of the tithe. And offering. That they not give because they want something. But they give out of love and obedience to your word. Father, I thank you, dear Jesus. We have tithers rights. And it's those tithers rights and those sowers that are riding the wave. They're the head and not the tail. They're above only and not beneath. They'll not have need of anything. Because you are our sustenance. You are our provider. And my God shall supply all our needs. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's the command. Angels go and get it. And devil we rebuke you. You take your hands over, off of our finances in Jesus name. We pray that our businesses, uh, yes, yes, don't listen to reports about the oil because something miraculous is about to happen. I don't know exactly because we know in part. But something is going to happen that our economy is going to, be turned, uh, it's going to turn around so quickly that, uh, that people are going to shake their heads. The news people are not going to know what to say or what to think. The economists are not going to know what to say or what to think because it's God's economy. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you for that now in Jesus' name. And we bind up a spirit of worry concerning finances right now. Right now tell yourself, I will not worry. All of those of you that are tuning in, I will not worry. Say it. Will not worry for my God shall supply all my need. And you sow that seed and you give the whole tithe. He says, bring them to be the whole tithe. Thank you, Father God. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor already gave it. it if you have your tithes and offering, go ahead and come and bring them up because it's a promise of God. And this is the time, he says, to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so now it's our time to make, uh, uh, we've made deposits into heaven. So now we can make our withdrawals when we need it. Amen. Oh, we thank you, Father God. Father, I just pray for all of those that are giving online. Father God, all those that are sowing seed. Father, we pray prosperity over you. Father God, oh, Lord of Oscarabienda, you said in a time of trouble, I will uphold you. I will preserve you. I will sustain you. In a time of trouble, he says that he will lift us up. Oh, we just have to rejoice. Like the song says, rejoice. Our steps are ordered of God. Father, we thank you, Father, for it. Oh, we thank you, dear Jesus. A hundredfold return. thirty, 30, 60, and a hundredfold. On every seed sown, you will look and you will see that your finances are different than your neighbors. They're different than your friends. And they wonder, why is it? Why is it that not, the economy hasn't affected you? It's because oh, I have a testimony to tell you. I have something to tell you because I speak the word of God and my confession of faith goes up to heaven and he's taken that and we have the bowls of prayers oh that are like fragrance unto God and I thank you father I thank you father we thank you father hallelujah hallelujah wealth transfer how many times have we heard of supernatural wealth transfer it's about to happen in this era oh I don't know how to explain this, but I see, you know how you, you're waiting, you take a number, and they say, your number is up. Or, your number ninety-two. Oh, my number is up. Your number is up. Wealth transfer cometh unto us now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You keep confessing that. The wealth of the wicked are stored up and laid for the righteous. That's me. I'm righteous. Thank you for your benefits. Psalms 103. And we're going to dismiss, right, Pastor Robert? Psalms 103. Let's go to Psalms 103. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and bless all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Yes. Bless the Lord, O my soul, o my and forget soul. not all his benefits. Yes. We're living in his benefits right now. Who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Thank you for healing everyone from the coronavirus. He, who redeems your life from the pit. Will not let those die of this virus without Jesus. No, will not let. Will not let it happen. He says, "You redeems our life from the pit, from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies, and He satisfies our mouths with good things, good words. Hallelujah! The good word of God. Hallelujah! And so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. That's me." stay young, young. stay young, I'm young, hallelujah, if I were you, I confess that every day, hallelujah, I confess it for years and years and years, and when I stop confessing it, (laughs) well, never mind, (laughs) I've started confessing it again, (laughs) glory to God, our youth is renewed like the eagles, don't forget all his benefits, you have a good plan, better than any insurance plan, It's the benefits plan of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Let your confession. Remember, the words of your mouth are powerful. Amen. Amen. Amen.